All right, guys, welcome to the Mac Podcast. Uh, this is our first episode, and uh, I have a super awesome guest that I'm super pumped to be on here. He's kind of my guinea pig, but he's also one of the most positive people I've ever met. Um, he's one of my good friends. He is also known in the car sales world as the culture king. Uh, it takes a strong person to be that. It's a uh, it's a hard thing to have positive friends and positive people in your life. It's also hard to keep a positive vibe throughout an entire company. Guys, welcome, Nick. Appreciate having you, man. Yeah, thanks, I, Mark. I, I'm excited to talk about culture today, and I want to get into the first. How's everything going today? You, you good? It's great. Beautiful day. We had a, we had an awesome day selling cars yesterday and woke up with you this morning, got to get a nice workout in, so I'm ready to rock and roll. It's early yet, so we've got a great big day ahead of us. And then the weekend, which is always exciting. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we do work out every morning, and uh, we, we start our day off right. But it, what in the car business, it seems like culture is always the talk to right yes, now, right? Because yep. employee retention and training and all this stuff. What what specifically in culture, what does that mean in the car business, or what does that mean to you? Yeah, so there's uh, you know there's many different avenues someone could go to when they talk about culture. Where do we start? Where do we stop? What does the path look like? And it's challenging, and it's not you know a lot of people think like you know you look up culture in the dictionary, it might say something, and I just got to put that into my into my business or my line of work or whatever it might be. But the reality is it's not like one size fits all, you know? There's so many, like, different avenues of it. And when I think about the business you're in or specifically the car business that I'm in, we have many different, you know, age demographics or where people came from or why are they in Grand Forks now or why did they get in the car business. Um, The reality is culture is a big thing of just, like, making sure your people know that you care. You know, and and it's like people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And there's a lot to that phrase that I just said, but that care piece is huge. Yeah. You know, there's there what I try to do, and this is going to sound a little bit corny, but I try to make the culture something. So when someone wakes up in the morning, they look forward to going to the place of work. Yeah. Some days are better than others. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But there's a big chunk of the population that has a pit in their stomach on Sunday afternoon that goes, man, I don't want to wake up and go to my job tomorrow. <laughs> the you know? Mondays. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I don't, I don't have that. Yeah. So I recognize like, why don't I have that? You know, why haven't I felt that since I got in the business? Yeah. And obviously I love it. I, I have a passion for the car business, but I'm like, I just want to be able to make sure that the people that I work with or that I come in contact with feel the same way. Yeah. And I think when we say, how does it start your day? Or it's like, if they can wake up in the morning and they, they don't feel that pit in their stomach, that's like step one. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and if we're going to have a great day and a good culture and good people, that's step one. You yeah, know? And yeah. I think a big chunk of the other part is having the care piece with your people. And some people say, like, well, how do you do that? Do you just tell them you care about them? Right? <laughs> like, I, I care about you. Uh, okay, that's great. But, like, well, when there's so many of them. Right. And, like, what does that mean? So it's hard. You know, you, you'll have, like, we, we have in the car business a lot of its teams. So it might be like different hierarchies of different teams, but it's tough to show 12 people that directly report to you that you care about them. That's a lot of people, right? So it might be like, hey, how can you build this hierarchy of people? Think of it like a Christmas tree, so to speak. And it's like maybe there's four or five people that that report to me specifically. But i got to make sure that they all know 
that they're cared for. Yeah. So you got to know about family. You got to know about some hobbies. You know, take these people out for lunch. If there's something on the weekend that you can do, that's great. Um, and this is every employee down the line because there's so many there's so employees, many. right? Like, you, I, I don't yeah. know how many are just on your staff, but yeah. It's... So in our staff, in in our department of our staff, we have over 400 in our in our store. Jeez. But in our department, um, you know, there's like 68 employees. That's a lot of people. Yeah, um, and, and it's in like, front of them. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's what I struggle with. Like, how do you stay in front of everybody? Yeah, it's hard. And I'm transitioning now a little bit into another position. So part of that is challenging because what you're trying to do is build what you've worked on for several years. You just say, okay, when I walk and I start on something else, i got to make sure that that legacy stays yeah. and these habits, they stay. It's like, how do we do that? Well, you almost have to start letting go a little bit, and it's really challenging. Yeah. You know, so there's some meetings. I, I make sure that I'm in front. I want to do the meetings, and I want to do all this stuff. And the last few months as I'm trying to transition, I'm doing less and less and less of that. Okay. And I'm in an incredible mood this morning, but I got to take part in a meeting this morning. Yeah. yeah. I was talking about Jimmy led the yeah. meeting this morning. But <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was kind of involved too. Absolutely, so yeah. I was all fired up. Because you're fired up for him. Yes. It's like, let's, Jimmy, let's do this. Right. And, and, and you gave him some constructive right. criticism after of, yeah. on how to keep people motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things um, with, with culture or showing people how you care or something. We have these things called development plans. Okay. And, Mark, I know you're big on goals. You talk yeah. to me about goals all the time. you got to okay. have them, and, and absolutely. A goal is great because you know, like, why am I waking up? What direction am I going towards, you know? Yeah. But we have these little sheets. It's just a one-page sheet, and it says development plan on it. And it might say, like, current goal. So not like end goal. I want a, I want a plane, and I want all these great things, yeah. right? But it's like, what, what did we wake up for today? What's the goal? Yeah. Maybe someone wants to make ten grand this month. Yeah. Or maybe they want to sell 25 cars, or maybe they want their next promotion, whatever that might be. But it's like, great, that's that goal. Yeah. And then it might say, then, then there's a question underneath it that just says, if you had to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate yourself? Are you 7, 8, 9? If you're a 10, it would mean that you've already got that next step, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, where are you at? Right. And what's your potential? Oh, my potential's a 10. Great. Then there's a couple subcategories underneath it. Yeah. And it, there's just a couple things. One that we call them action items. So it just goes, okay, if you're going to sell 25 cars this month, yep. you're going to make 10 grand. If yep. you're going to get that promotion, what's the biggest thing you feel like you need to work on right now? Today. What's the yeah. next step? And that's a big deal because then someone might say something like, oh, I really I really struggle getting my day started off on the right foot. And it's yep. like, okay, well, that's kind of vague. What does that mean? Yep. Well, I, I'm really tired till 9 a.m. Great. So right. let's talk about why you're tired till 9 a.m. And anyway, I don't, I don't need to go in too much on that, but there's a couple action items there yeah. that are really good. And then as a, as a leader with your people, showing them that you care about them, right. follow up on those action items. Gotcha. And people know that you care. Otherwise, yeah. it's just a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything. So how would I implement, I'm not a car guy, but if I say I set my goal, you know, I don't even know. I'm going to say 10 cars for the month, sure. right? And and that might be a standard goal and, and not very good, but say... How do I take the step on measuring myself then? Like, how do you take the measurements? Like, am I a seven or an eight? Is that, how, how, how am I, is that my opinion or are you giving the employee that, that opinion? That's a great point. So a lot of people, when we do these development plans, yeah. they'll say something like, well, what do you think I am? Okay. And it's like, okay. uh, that, that's tough because it, it's not my development plan, right? Mm-hmm. I'm providing it. I want to follow up with you on it. But the reality is you just want to know what kind of confidence people have. Okay. Because they gotcha. might say, oh, I feel like I'm a four. And it's like, I just got to work on this guy or this gal's confidence, self-esteem, yep. whatever that might be. And that's little things, okay. right? Like when you were, I, I always think about some care pieces, right? Like when you were a kid and you got new shoes in school, 
Yeah. You're so proud of those new oh, shoes, yeah. right? And yeah. it was so cool when someone said, hey, I like your new shoes. Those are really cool. Yeah. When someone gets a haircut, wow, you got a great haircut there. <laughs> and it's like in, in the workplace, I work with a bunch of car guys, so we're all... I don't know, a little bit egotistical or whatever, if you will. Yeah. Um, but but like emotional roller coasters, which is fine because that's the that's the performance based work that we're in. But a little compliment once in a while on something that that for sure does mean something to somebody, even though it seems corny and really third gradeish, yeah. if you will, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. I try to I try to make sure at work that I compliment somebody on something. At least a couple times. So how do you how do you do that? Like, is it is it is it a brain check for Nick when he comes in the door? Like, I'm thinking about okay, I'm Nick Sherrick. I'm going in to walk in for him. You know, is there a is there a Nick Sherrick checklist to make yourself the call? How how do you put these pieces together, right? And, it, and build that charisma to walk in the door. Nick's here. What do you think they're thinking, or yeah. or you know, how do you create the positive vibe? That's a good that's a good point. I try to. I think the biggest thing on that is. Instead of seeing like a big group of people, for instance, right? Because there's a lot of people out there. Is it's like uh, I don't know if it's like a zone in or something, but Jimmy talked today. Uh, Jimmy's my brother-in-law, sells cars for us, works out with Mark and I in the mornings, and he talked in his meeting this morning at the store about. He goes, "Yeah, Nick always talks about this hundred percent rule." And I'll get back yeah. to your question in a second. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent rule like is the story. Yeah, it's like it, it just goes, "Hey, when we're at work, let's give work a hundred percent." Okay. Right. So and, and what he means by that and, and what I always mean by that or what he was referring to is like, well, I'm just going to chill. I'm going to get some coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump on Facebook. I'm going to do this. And then I might start working and reaching out to guests and whatever. And it's like, no, if we want to get the most out of our day, let's get to work a little bit early. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. Let's get everything done. Let's stay disciplined. Let's stay motivated. Let's make sure we have good behaviors. Yeah. The other part of that is when we leave work for the day, Okay. guess who I have at home? Yeah, I got my family. three boys. Yeah, got my wife, and we have to make sure that we give them a hundred percent as well. Yeah, some days are tough. You know, we want to get home, and it's like I just want to surf social media. I just want to lay on the couch and just chill, man. Yeah. I'm exhausted. Yeah, and my especially oldest, in the car business. Yeah, I mean, you guys, it's it's intense. I yeah, mean, I know your job or your job. It is intense. Yeah, and it's like the, and the kids, they don't know that. Yeah, you know, right. they don't care. They it's don't like, care. Yeah. yeah, they just want to be kids Absolutely. and they want to do it. Hell yeah. And so it's like some days are tough and whatever, but if we can do that and stay motivated, then we give work everything we got yeah. to provide for our family. Then when we're home, we, we give everything we can to our family. And then when we go to bed, we go to bed. Yeah. And if that means we have to go to bed a little bit earlier to wake up earlier, that's what we have to do. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that, that is interesting. So the, you, I, I kind of like the, the thought you shared a goal with me. I, I, and probably no one else knows this. Maybe Jimmy. Yeah. Yep. But you, you said... Uh, me and I think for Lent you gave up instead of yeah. meat you gave up I think cell phones after a certain time correct um, and I think that's pretty huge again being a parent yeah. uh, giving those kids 100% is uh, maybe talk that I don't know how far you're into that yeah. I mean we're a couple of weeks into that I yeah. suppose yeah that's interesting I can chat about that for a second so and it's funny Jesse and I my wife and I what we did is we just said hey after work until we go to bed because that's that two hours you eat with your kids right yeah and it's like it's time to eat it's time for bath it's time to play maybe watch a little bit of tv with them their favorite show and then we tuck them in and read a book or something right yeah a very normal thing for most kids but what happens as parents um, we start getting busy with other distracting Gosh, things, yeah. whatever it might be. So yeah. Jesse made the comment. She goes, I think, Jesse's my wife, I think for Lent we should give up something together, and I'm going to give it some thought. And I was like, yeah, okay, okay, what are you thinking? 
And the comment was brought up about social media yeah. when we're at home. Yeah. And not that it was big and distracting. We both didn't think. But we just made the deal because she runs a business in town. And, of course, I'm, I'm the, the general sales manager at, at the place I work. So very yeah. much needed by a lot of people. We just said if it's work, that's one thing, right? Work or family, answer the phone, answer a text message. It's all good. Yeah. But get rid of social media until you go to bed or something. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it, it has made a difference. You know, instead of hanging out with the kids now, I'm like on the floor playing with dinosaurs with my two oldest boys. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Nothing and it's, it's yeah, and it's like it's created a pretty uh, a pretty exciting thing that even when Lent's over, like I kind of want to have a conversation with Jess and say maybe we should keep this deal going. Let's hold each other accountable and keep it going. Right. Hundred percent. Right. So you you you. Do you just place the phone? Is it is it a no social media or is it like a no phone thing? That's what, a good point. What, what, what do you? What's the limits? Yeah. So she still we still have our phones on us. Yeah, of yeah. course. Because if you know if she's got a you know a fire at work she's got to put out or, or me as well. It's like we still want to make sure that we're there for it. Yeah. Okay. But it's we just really hold each other accountable. Like what what are you doing there? Why'd you just send me that? It's yeah. like a TikTok video or yeah. something. It's hilarious. We're <laughs> laughing. It's like, nah. So, TikTok. Yeah. So it's not like, I don't know. I just think about it like someone quitting smoking, right? It's like, well, it takes a little bit of yeah. practice to try to do that. So um, has that been tough? I mean, like, I mean, yeah. do you catch yourself like, oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. Last night, uh, last night I was on the uh, chair and Jesse actually took Hudson to Blippi, which was fine. But right before that, she's like, well, what are you doing? You know, because I was on, um, I sent her a couple of videos and whatever, and um, we just hold each other accountable to it. But it takes 30 days to create a habit. That's what I'm leaning on. I'm only two weeks in, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, my wife, you know, she can shop till she drops, I feel like, with, yeah. you know, different Amazon things that are going on. So, um, so it's basically you get home at six or whatever time, yep. and it's. Yeah. Cut dry to business or, or no social media. Exactly. Spend we, the time with the kids. We get two short hours with our kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, God. just give them everything we can. I like that. I, I told my wife about that. She's like, that's going to be really tough. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I told her, well, one of my goals is to do the 75 hard challenge. Like I said, it's no alcohol, read self-improvement books, um, drink a gallon of water every day. You know, yeah. and it's 75 days of... Work out in the morning for, for 45 minutes. Work out outside for 45 minutes at night. It's like, that one are all tough. Yeah. Um, yeah but I do is. love all your spending time with your kids. And these, these challenges are, well, I don't know. You, how did you, what, what made you think about like that exact challenge? Well, I think uh, it's. Or I'm going to call it a challenge, but it's for Lent. Yeah, yeah. So obviously for Lent, it, you know, it gets you talking about, should we give up something? What should we do? But you know, we both knew that we want to make sure that when we are at home, because it's such a short time, we give those kids everything that we can. Yeah. And we both like a little bit of social media once in a while because it's almost like you, you try to help people all day. It's yeah. part of why we work all day. Yeah. And I'm like, I'll say, it's kind of my time to just be by myself. Yeah. But yeah. it's like we, we help people all day. We put out fires. We answer questions. And we have a great time and a wonderful life. And it's almost like there's that little bit of, Mm-hmm. When you get home, yeah. and it's like I can just surf a little bit and kind of be left alone. But then, like, who sacrifices, right? Mm-hmm. The kids don't get you hundred yeah. percent. You're not you're not present. Yeah, with your kids. Yeah, you're there, but you're not present. That's yeah. a good way to say it. Yeah, you're. you're so, they're they can just play themselves. Yeah, but they don't. Have the to reality play. is, you know, the kids go to bed at eight thirty anyway. I'm not going to go to bed till ten. <laughs> right? Right? So yeah. You still have an hour and a half to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. they, my girls run my life. I mean, I know that, but. Um, yeah, not having phone. It's a, it's a good one. I think a lot of people should take take something away from that. For sure. So 
I just wanted to talk a little bit about how you got in the car business of all businesses. Yeah. You've been in there a long time. You're not very old either. So I, maybe just talk this through on how you got to car and the sale. Like, is it your sales skills? Is it just something that motivates you? Is it the consistency yeah. of just grind and pound? I mean, that's what you guys are, yeah. are doing. How'd you get into that? that? That's a great story. So um, he's still a great personal friend of mine, but his name's Trent Olson. Yeah. So I, I'm 32 now. I was I was 20 at this time, and uh, Trent's dad. We raced race cars back in the day, and Trent's dad sponsored our race cars. And Bill is his name was the sponsor, yeah. and uh, uh, Bill always talked about his son Trent. Oh yeah, Trent. But I never saw this Trent guy. But he was always like Bill always talked about how proud he was of Trent, and Trent's in the car business yeah. and did all these things and and uh blah 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 if you will just all this stuff but i never saw this trend guy yeah and i know now why i didn't because the job is pretty demanding so <laughs> that's why but um uh so trent every year though he would go to knoxville and there's this race the knoxville nationals and we started my brother i just wrenched on the car but um started racing the knoxville nationals okay i was 20 and i'm, I'm sitting at a bonfire everybody's asleep and Bill introduced me finally to his son Trent, and him and I just kind of started visiting. Yeah. And at this time, Trent was the general sales manager of the Honda Nissan store in town. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and so we're just visiting. We're having a little bonfire, and we went to bed. The next night, we kind of we had a good vibe together, you know. So the next night, we visited again. Yeah. Enjoyed a little bonfire. Went to bed. <laughs> Third night. Yep. Started visiting again, and he starts talking a little bit about the car business to me. And he's like, yeah, you should, you should, you should come sell cars. You should come sell cars for me. I think, I think you'd be good, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. A lot of car sales is like anything, you know. You just gotta like make a friend, try to yeah. make a friend, right? Absolutely. And that's what we were doing. And I don't know if that's what he How old saw. Were you? I was twenty. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he saw or what, but he he asked me. He goes, well, I said, no, nah, I don't want to be in the car business. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to school this fall and and keep pouring concrete and and whatever. That's what I was doing. Yeah, good. Uh, I like that mentality. Yeah, of course. And uh, and he goes, well, how about you do this? You go back to school and and uh, and just just come work for me whenever class is over. Yeah. I mean, almost making it as easy as he can to get me to come work, right? Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. You know, I'm good. I don't really want to be in the car business. Okay. So that next Friday, he comes to the races. We're at the races at the yeah. racetrack. Yeah. And he comes down. And he goes, and I'm like, oh, Trent, how you doing? You know, it's good to see you last week. We had a good time. Yeah. And I'm like, who's this guy? And it was one of his salespeople. Oh. And he's like, he's like, hey, hey, t t tell them how many cars you sold last month, and tell them how much money you made. Oh. And I'm 20, so any money is big money when you're, you're 20, right? It. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know. So he goes. Then he goes. After that night was over, he goes, I want you to come by the store. I just want to show you the store. Yeah. So I was like, sure, I'll come and check out the store. You know. And so I went there, and he introduced me to the owner of the company at that time. Yeah. And we just visited. I liked him. I liked the vibe. Uh, he asked me kind of what some concerns were, and he removed all those concerns and basically made it like, here's the deal. You're just, just going to come work for me. And <laughs> So you're in. Yeah, and I did. And I started selling cars, and I had a blast. Again, school. Like, school went away. Yeah, and, and the reality was I was going to school still. Okay. But like any, it's performance-based, you know, that was Yeah, that. yeah. So my college professor, if she ends up watching this kid, you were, I love you, you were amazing. She was giving me a hard time because I didn't have many credits left. But uh, the work kind of took over. Yeah. And, and I, I slowly stopped going to school gotcha. and got an opportunity shortly thereafter to get into uh, leadership. I was yep. pretty young. I was barely 21, and I was in sales management. I was pretty green at that point yet. <laughs> yep. And um, just always tried to put myself um, in the right place at the right time, but always give everybody everything that I had to. Got it. And um, 
that's kind of where I'm at today. So yeah, the sales skills that you probably learned. I I follow these people: Grant Cardone, Bradley. Uh, there, there's there's a handful of guys who mm-hmm. all started out as car guys, and I think they, um, you guys role play your sales skills Absolutely. and your, um, you know, just the amount of training. Everything is sales at the end of the day. Everything is. Yep. I just sell you and kill me here. So yep. not hard, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. you need to be true though. Yeah. But learning those car sales skills and and so is that something that goes on every day is that a training piece that you guys do yeah within yeah. your company so we're, we're lucky we have a, a company it's foster's training and, and ben and kevin foster they're actually personal friends of mine but they're exclusive to the rydell company okay and um it's really it's really great there are corporate trainers uh, a bunch of advice that i've got from those guys is you know you got to constantly train Okay. Because the reality is we talk, you and I have talked a lot, Mark, about like the whole 30 day to create a habit thing. And yeah. The reality is if you train on a topic, that's wonderful. But maybe there's people in the company that were sick that day or that weren't there. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good meeting. You had a great thing. That's got to be followed up with now. And then again. And okay. then again. And then again. The follow up. It's a the big follow-up. deal. If we want anything to be retained, it has to be constantly followed up with. And then about the time we feel like we got it, we got to start over and start training on all of it again. Gotcha. It's con, con, it has to be. It, it's all the way through. I think yeah. we, we talk about that in our business. You know, we train once and done. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's not going to work. I, I can read a book now and read a book and a year from now and get so much more out of it right. because maybe I've grown that much more. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 constant improvement is what's going to make the change. Well, and we think too, we think that a lot of our senior guys, maybe the people that have been guys or gals that have worked for us for a long time, oh, I don't want to keep training on this because they're going to get annoyed or they're going to get this or that. It's funny, in my experience, what's happened is those are the ones that typically come back and say, hey, that was really good. I love that we're training more on this again. Right. I love that we got it brought back up. Yeah. There's just like that internal fear that a, a person's got to get past because a lot of those people really appreciate the time and effort. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what? just as an example, what did Jimmy talk about this morning? What, what, was, the, what was the meeting about? Because yeah. you guys do this daily? Yes, yep. And... and uh, Jimmy's a senior guy. We call him a senior guy, but yeah. I mean, he's 40, you know, I mean, yeah. he's a young guy, but he sold cars for like 12 years and does a great job. Good okay. personal friend of mine, brother-in-law, you name it. Um, but he talked a little bit on, you know, habits, good habits today. Okay. So it's good for all of us to hear about that because it's like Jimmy sells 200 and some cars a year, makes a good living for himself, grinds really hard, and he's an extremely likable guy, right? Mm-hmm. You mean Jimmy, you don't, you don't get done talking to Jimmy and go, I don't really need to ever see that guy again. Yeah. You get done talking to him, you go, that guy was a good dude. I, yeah. I, I'd, I'd sure like to be able to chat with him some more. So Jimmy talked a little bit this morning about you know setting himself up to win every day. Okay. A lot of it was about the 100% rule we talked about a little bit ago. Yeah. But he said things in the meeting like, hey, it's good to find good to have a good friend in every department. Yeah. So Jimmy likes to work really efficiently. Okay. Because you know they say multitasking is a myth, and and a lot of that does come true. But Jimmy might be getting a vehicle prepared for somebody that's going to come in at four o'clock, but he's also got a guest that needs to show up at noon to go over numbers. How do I get all that stuff done at the same time? So he just talked about some different habits that he can create, or if he's got. Um, uh, guests that he's actively working with, right? That haven't bought yet, but they're still interested. Yeah. He goes, you just, just, we got to really do a good job of communicating with those guests as often as possible. Cause what happens in the car business is we might meet a Mark or, or a Jen or someone like that, that inquires about a vehicle and it's been two months and now two months, three months and now right. three and a half months, now four months. And it's just been a long time. And Jimmy's like, are, are you selling those guys a car actively? No, then move on and give, Give your time and energy to somebody else that's maybe a little bit fresher in the funnel, so to speak. Not that we're forgetting about those people, right. but try not to dog yourself down. 
And, gotcha. and you know what I mean? Yeah, you just try yeah. to stay uh, focused and motivated that and way. And so you would train a different guy, a salesman. Probably you yep. would host some and, and yep. others would host another of this. I, I like that. I think I think every business should integrate yeah. that because con- consistent training all the time. Because yeah. you just forget things. you got to freshen up. It's, it's different topics. We have a couple of high performers. Dave's another guy. Huge family man. You know, holy person. Uh, incredible family man. Always, I mean, good-looking dude. Always looks really good at work, and he's yeah. just a pro, right? Yeah. And and Dave, what the staff wanted to know, I asked a lot of people, what would you want Dave to train on, and this that, and Dave talked about like like priorities or, or at home, you know, how do you okay. how do you do home and yeah. he's talking about, you know, work life balance. I personally think that it's just life. Okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but you know, so they talked a lot about that, or Dave chatted a lot about how does he how does he balance it all. Because um, Dave, a lot like Jimmy, you meet the guy, you love him, but he's just a true pro. Yep. He looks the part every day. He's tight. He's ready to go. Yeah. So everyone, well, how do you do that? How do you do that every day? Every day. Craig, Craig is a awesome sales guy. Everybody's heard of Craig Croker, yeah, right? Yeah, the Croak yeah. in town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing human being, and, and he's a grinder and everything else, too. But, like, how? How did Craig get that way? Yeah. So he just talks to everybody about, you know, this is his little secrets or his little, you know, his little quirks, if you will, yeah. like he does. That he asked to every day. Craig talks. Well, I got to get to work at seven. Why? Well, I just that's kind of my that's kind of our workout time. Craig, yeah, Craig works out. It's a habit. But it's like yeah, and, he, and if he gets there, he can kind of just whoo, does his thing, and that's kind of where he like sets his mind or right. whatever. Right. It's just good to get into the minds of some of those guys. Well, you, you know, just talking to all these salesmen, you said that I think you shared with me the fear of leaving the car sales yeah. world is um, because you guys are so into it all the time. Yep. It is very. It's just a challenge to leave, or what's the fear of leaving the car? But like as a car salesman, an aged yeah. car salesman. Yeah, so it's tough, you know. So it's tough because car sales is, I mean, much like any sales, but car sales it seems like has this stigma of being like really tough on people, tough on their bodies, and, <laughs> yeah. and tough on their brains. And so it's like I'm trying to understand that a little bit and live a healthier lifestyle, and maybe work yeah. and do some of these things ahead of time. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's no wonder that that. A lot of us get unhealthy because a lot of car salesmen will say, you've heard Jimmy say this, uh, I got to go get lunch every day because it's my time to like just whoosh, have sure. a little bit. And a lot of my staff says the same thing, and I respect that because they it. work their butts off. Yeah. Um, but what happens is is they're so used to going and going and going and going and going and going and going that a salesperson might retire, and they're like, well, what do I do now? And so it's kind of scary. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of them will stay and work as long as they absolutely can um, because it's 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 scary. I mean, much like anything, you know. Yeah, your purpose just goes away. My mom and dad are talking about retirement, right? And I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Well, we want to live at the lake. And it's like, well, that that's awesome. I love that you guys want to do that because that's yeah. what you've worked hard for. But it's like, I know my dad. Yeah. And it's like, he's not, I mean... He's going to do so. He'll he'll end up, you know, it'll be, you know, Dan's Customs or something, and he'll make custom furniture or something. Right. You yep. know what I mean? you got to have a purpose. Yeah. I, I, I think everyone, like, thinks, like, let's get rich, retire at 35, and go golf every day. Yeah. This would be the most miserable right. Right. holes of golf you've ever golfed when you retire at I think it sounds, it sounds awesome. Yeah. And right. then you do it for a week, and you're like, well, this sucks. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, and you, I think your phrase was, if a car guy retires, I mean, the... the the death rate is high on them. Like yeah. people have fear of that. Yeah, and it's funny. That's I didn't want to like get into that too much. If like some of my <laughs> guys are watching this, but that's well, the I mean, it's just yeah. a real part of it. That. Yeah, yeah, it is, and that's what's scary. You know, we've had we've had situations even locally where you know we've had a couple of really awesome guys, and then that's what happens. Right, and you go, oh man, that really sucks. It's like I don't want to die. You know, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, not, not when you're grinding your whole life, yeah. and then you retire, and unfortunately, you grind. You just 
as a car guy, probably can't have a ton of hobbies. Right, right. You would retire and do your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah, I fix old cars in my garage. Well, you have barely hardly team or time to play with your kids. And, yeah. And then as you age and your kids get older, they move. But you're going to just work more probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and because and that's, that's what you know how to do and that's what you like doing. We, but we, you don't have any hobbies to retire with. It's funny you say hobbies because... My wife and I, we go back and forth a lot. And she's like, well, you, well you, you fish. You're in ice fishing. and You like to fish in the summer. I'm like, okay, ice fish twice this winter. Um, let's see. Is that really a hobby? Or was it, like a, was it just like an event, you know? Yeah, right. And in the summer, we like to fish, you know, or whatever. But it's like if my kids want to go for a boat ride instead of fish, it's like, I'm going to do that. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, know? well, I think that's probably the challenge here right. of, like, you, you, everyone wants to retire early and right. be super wealthy. And it's like, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> Car guys go hard, you know. It's like they work hard and then they play really hard. Okay. You know, I was just I was in Vegas for the NA, National Auto Dealers Association. Yeah. NADA, I was about to say. Yeah. And there's a bunch of car guys there. And it's like, I mean, yeah, they go hard. They're all pretty tired in the morning because yeah. they're in Vegas. And they have a blast. Yeah. But they just work hard and then they try to play really hard too. And yeah. No. I try to I try to work hard but maybe not play quite so hard <laughs> yeah, so right. then I can like last. Yeah, maybe store but, some money. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I, uh, I just know that is a, a problem in the in the car biz. Um, so you hire all these uh, – you are car salesman. There's, I know there's turnover, there's turnover in every business, but you have – I think I asked you this in the truck the other day, but, you know, the average age of some of these car salesmen yeah. – because uh, like I've, like I said, I follow successful car salespeople, and they're addictive personality or whatever. Yep. They they get really attached to it if they stay a long time. Yep. But these new guys, how do you how do you retain them? How do you keep them motivated? And you know what to, what kind of age group do you yeah. have as salesmen today? To that's a that's a very interesting question. So we the the interesting thing about that is is the car business is changing kind of right before our eyes. There's a there's a big evolution of change that's happening right now, and Jimmy's chatted a little bit about how he's he does A to Z, right? A to Z. What does A to Z mean? A to Z. Yeah. And what the what the consumer wants now more than ever is like I just want to talk to one person. Oh. So it's tough. So back in the in the car business days, or even when I started, you know, 2010, it was like, you know, I met the guest, and then I and then I had the guest meet the person that's going to look at their trade. And then I had the guest meet, you know, the sales manager. Then I had the guest meet the person that's going to do their financing. Yeah, yeah. And then the guest got to come back to me. And it worked, but it's like the, the guest kind of started demanding a little bit different things. And it was like, we can fight that or we can try to change the way we do business. And yeah. we're not really car sales people anymore. We're sales consultants. Right. It's like we consult with the guest. What are you looking for? I'm not going to sell you a car. I'm just going to help you try to solve the problem that you're, that you're looking to solve, yeah. which is I need a vehicle for my daughter or whatever that might be. And how do we do that? And how do we get the guest to only talk to one person and see one face? Well, we, we came up with this single point of contact or okay. A to Z program. Okay. And there's a lot of software, if you will, and a lot of that stuff that these, that these people learn. And the reality of like any software is I, I love my old dogs like crazy. The younger generation picks up on software a little bit okay. quicker than the older generation does. So the, the great thing that we have going on is we have a pretty young staff, you know, a lot of a lot of salespeople in their 20s. Okay. Um, a lot of them in their 30s, you yeah. know, and, and that's that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but the reality is they see what this opportunity is, this A to Z opportunity, and in that they can sell some more cars because they get some more opportunity. They can make some more money because yeah. they're doing more of the process, not just selling the car. Mm-hmm. And that's helping with retainment, you know, Big time, really. I'm seeing, I'm, you know, we used to. There used to be a big turnover number, 
And um, I mean, in all of last year, I mean, I, I turned over only a couple people, which is just almost unheard of. And the, and the secret sauce is this A to Z. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's a great opportunity, and, and it allows um, you know these people to live a great life and kind of have full control. So their guests are happier. Yeah, they're happier. I I, I tell Jimmy all the time, and Dave, who I referred to earlier. I'm like, you know, you guys, it's like you're running your own business, but we're carrying all the expense and all the inventory. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. so they can kind of build their own brand and, and be their own people and stuff like that, too. And yeah. It's pretty successful for them. Cool. And, and when you when you entered the car sales or these young guys, I mean, in 2010 or whenever yep. you entered, um, I mean, these young kids are motivated with money. Yep. And obviously, is that what motivated you and is that what motivates these young guys? Because yep. you were telling me ages of like 19 to yep. 23 and I was like, holy crap. I mean, yeah. these and kids are just going through a lot of things at that age. They, they are. And what I've learned on some of that stuff is everybody's motivations are different. Okay. Part of that care piece, like we talked about at the beginning, is like finding what does motivate people. Okay. What I find right now is some people are motivated by extra time off. Right, that okay. kind of sounds yeah. crazy, yeah. but they're motivated by time off. Or, man, I, 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 I would do X, Y, and Z if I could get this Saturday and Monday off. Okay. Or I, I'd, I'd like to just work the late shift every day, then I could sleep in, or yeah. whatever it might be. I was really money motivated, and I still am now. Okay. Like, I want to make all the money in the world that I can. Yeah. And try to do whatever I can with it, but that's not everybody's motivation. Gotcha. You know, my wife, for instance, she wants to, you know, provide a, a healthy alternative in the Grand Forks area. Oh, you know, okay. she's not making a killing doing it. She's having a she's yeah. having a, a great impact on the community, yep. and that's what she wants. That's great. Yeah, right. That's wonderful. I yep. want to support that. We want to support that. Yeah. So it's not what it, what I've learned is if I try to motivate everybody with money, I'm only going to get part of what opportunity might be there. If we can yeah. find out what motivates everybody, yep. and try to you know create a strategic plan that can kind of encompass exactly what everybody's trying to do. Maybe this person. They, if, if they do ABC or XYZ, they're going to get this for a prize or, or for an outcome. Yep. And that might be a long weekend. Or this person wanted to take their family on a trip to Las Vegas. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, if we figure out this and do this for you, maybe by Christmas time we can have that trip figured out. And Definitely. okay, so that's a motivation for them. Yeah. It just depends, you know? Yeah. Are we even, in my business in construction, we, I mean, we motivate people with. PTO, yeah. full benefits, 4% match. I mean, the benefit list nowadays is just yeah. extraordinary just to be competitive in the market and then try to keep some retention, which is all back. I, I, I always lean back to culture, and the main point of For this sure. whole conversation is, is um, you know, the biggest fight, I would say, other than culture is motivation with me, which you yeah. seem to bring that piece and and and. Um, I'm going to refer back to the kind of the question I asked earlier, just how, uh, so when Nick comes in in the morning, yep. um, the culture king himself, um, you know, I know you, you don't have a cape on and you're running through motivating everybody, but yep. how do you, you know what I mean? Do you go through a checklist and like, how do you, how do you there, motivate everybody? There is. So there's a couple tricks that, that not, I shouldn't say tricks. There's a couple yeah. good habits that someone can do. Okay. Me, I, I like I mentioned the whole like your hair looks nice. I like your shoes. Yeah, sounds crazy. I just try to find some things right away to compliment some people on. Yeah, and not that it's fake, it's genuine. Okay, but a lot of people will see that or be like, "Man, Alex's hair looks really good today." They'll they'll see that. They'll think it. They won't say that. They but won't guess say how it. good Alex felt because you complimented yeah. him on his hair. Yeah, like 
self-esteem for guys even like you and me, Mark, it kind of fluctuates depending on our confidence is or whatever. Yeah. Someone tells me, geez, Nick, I can tell you've been working out. It looks like you. It looks like not only you feel good, but you're looking really good, man. Yeah, you look yeah. good in that shirt today. I'm like, that felt really nice. All right. So there's a couple of things that we can do. I have I have one of my sales managers. He's doing a great job, and he's he's really working right now on on perception because he looks he's got kind of an angry resting face. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm doing I'm doing this. It's it's called a, it's called a, it's called the ten penny trick. Okay. So he starts in the morning. He says he has ten pennies in his left pocket. And he can't leave until those 10 pennies are in his right pocket. Oh, yeah. I like and that. Every time those 10 pennies are there for is just, just to remind him to find somebody to compliment. Yeah. And it might not even be about their appearances. It might be something like, hey, I want you to know I, I, I saw the way that you introduced yourself to that guest yep. 10 minutes ago at the front door. And I thought that that was really amazing because of blah. If you just tell somebody, hey, good job. It's like, well, good job on what? Yeah. If we can be really specific and say, Hey, I thought that was really great the way you handled A, B, C, and X, Y, Z. What's the odds that that person's going to do that behavior again? Right. They're going to for sure do it again. Yeah. If I compliment someone on their hair or the way that their shirt looks on them or it's tucked in or whatever, Absolutely. they're probably going to do it again. Probably going to do it again. If someone said to me, hey, you look like you've been losing weight. You must be working out. What's the chances I want to wake up that next morning and yeah. get after it again? Very true. So it's so, you know, it's cyclical or whatever. It's like it just. Yeah. It, the it, 10 penny trick. That's a big deal. I like that. Yeah, I learned that from the Foster Boys that that's, I referred to earlier. That's, a, that's just a good way because you have, well, let's just say 68 direct people. Or, yeah. You know, how do you get in front of every person? Yeah. You can't spend the time with every person, unfortunately, yeah. right? Like, um, I find the same challenges within my own team. And, For sure. Um, but I like the I like that 10-penny trick. There are times, too, you want to close your office door, right? It's like, I just got to zone in. <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. just got to get this done. But much like your kids at home... Your staff at the store, they're like, hey, you know, like, I need you. And you want to make yourself available, and you got to make yourself available for your people. Absolutely. And if that means that whatever task has to be pushed off, that's just what has to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what, you know, you're the culture king. What? How, how do you self-improve, and how do you consistently improve yourself on that? Like, every, you know, you're so great at it already, but it's a constant improvement of everything right the sales yeah. you got to work on it every day and it changes it changes over time. so yeah. how do you how do you keep yourself improving as being the, the culture king yeah so there's a lot there's a lot to there now i actually just started but when i was about three years ago now i got really into into audiobooks okay so i always use the excuse forever that i couldn't read i can't read it's like i can read but i'll get through 10 pages and go man what did i just read yeah i can't retain anything you know and it's because my mind's thinking about sales, or it's thinking about this, or it's mm-hmm. thinking about this. I can't, like, unwind. Yep. So uh, a gentleman that I work with, his name's Greg, uh, super, super great guy, um, got me set up with a pair of AirPods yeah. and, like, an audio book or, or Audible subscription. Yeah. He's like, I think this might help your reading out. And I started what's called Book Club with him. Yeah. And so this book club was there's a group of us every Thursday – uh, this time it was from 3 till 4 o'clock. Yeah. So one hour every single Thursday, we would read the book old school like you were in like you're in school again, right? So usually Greg would read, but we could take turns reading if we want. We could throw a few pages and say, anybody have any examples that could talk about that? Oh, I was thinking about the other day I was chatting with Chad about this situation that happened and it reminded yeah. me of it. And based on what I read, I could have probably handled it differently if I would have tried this. Uh-huh. What I learned, though, is in group settings, I can read and I can retain. Gotcha. If we're reading like we're back in yeah. school, right? Oh. Um, by myself. You're telling me about this. Yeah. In, cool. uh, in audio books, if I have the AirBuds or AirPods in, excuse me, uh, much easier. So when we work out, it, it might not be a book when I work out. 
because I we, we work out for 15 minute intervals, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to listen to like a 12 or, or 14 minute, yeah. some sort of a motivational or inspirational something, and they're yeah. all over YouTube, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they update every day, so it's like you yeah. can listen to something new every day. But people's needs and priorities change. Oh yeah. So I, I mentioned set it and forget it at the beginning of this, and showing people that you care about them and everything else. Yeah. Relationships are a big deal. Oh yeah. You know, because if someone, if someone, my needs changed, my, my big goal changed uh, two months ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the company I work for supported that. And, and it made me feel that much greater about what I'm doing because I know that they care about me. Yeah. And what some people, what I've learned is what some people say is, well, I told, I, I told Nick that forever I wanted to buy a new Corvette or something, or yeah. I wanted a plane, or I wanted to buy my first house or whatever it might be. Yeah. If I tell him that I don't really want that anymore and I want this, he's probably going to think less of me. Well, that's just... You just have a bad relationship <laughs> with that person, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hey, so hey. Let, let them change. Right. And let them talk to you about changing, and then maybe we start a development plan over again. Okay. You know? Gotcha, yeah. So. yeah. It's just a repeat process. I think the refreshing, set it and forget it. It's so lost, forgotten. Yeah. It's, this isn't a turkey baster. Ben, mean, you, yeah. you have to be on it 24-7. Ben, you know Ben. Yeah. That's what he goes. He goes, this isn't a Ronco cooker. You can't just set it and forget it, right? <laughs> right. But, yeah. Well, if deal. you said it and forget it, I mean, even a week or two, I'm sure you notice oh, yeah. the slough or for sure. his shirt's not tucked in or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. It's not the consistent training. And I think a big thing on that, too, is vulnerability from a leader. Okay. So you mentioned if you don't do something for a week or two. This was last fall. Um, I found myself in like a weird slump. It was like two weeks. I was kind of doggy at work and I wasn't really myself and it's kind of crabby. I yeah. wasn't really complimenting and whatever. And I just looked in the mirror, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of being an ass. I don't like this person that I am right now. Like, yeah. what's going on? And I was just really vulnerable with the team. I just sent uh, sent them all out. Actually, I had a meeting, excuse me, with my direct reports. I just said, hey, I just want to apologize. I know that I haven't really been the person that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple of my direct reports call me out on that. They're like, dude, you're kind of being different, and we don't like it. And, okay. and I'm like, all right, can, can you tell me on? They're like, well, just just try to recognize it tomorrow. And I did. And so I was vulnerable with them and just like, hey, you know what? I apologize. This isn't the person that I am. Um, everything's great at home. Everything's great everywhere. I'm just in a weird funk right now. Yeah. And it was like I was able to admit that. I was able to find that the team still loved me because I admitted it. And then it was almost instantly I was back to who I should be. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Vulnerability uh, is a wonderful thing. A lot it, of people struggle with it, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, you you have more emotions than I do. And yeah. and I, I struggle with that for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you you want to open up to the team, be transparent, be super vulnerable, obviously, sure. is where the, the they just kind of jump back on your shoulders and yeah. they run next party again. Nobody appreciates that, right? Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, we're not robots. We yeah. Some heart. people think we're on, we yeah. are, you know, or they like, expect us to be. Yeah. 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 I, I think, uh, it's challenging where we're at sometimes For and, sure. and you get into slumps and winters and it's been a tough winter this year. It's like, how do I reset, re-motivate? Right. What is the one thing to set me off and re, uh, reset? I feel like even times in the month, like you're just like, ah, yeah. I don't want to get motivated about anything. I, I don't know what to do. And I. I listen to, listen to books when I work out, and then I hear one motivational thing, or it, it, I can hear, I can see a quote and get instantly sparked up. For that sure, quote, you, could. you know. Yeah. And so you and I, I think we feed off each other a little bit. For I sure. send you stuff, you send me yep. things, yep. and it's at times when 
maybe you don't even know. Maybe everything's good, but it keeps us it's motivated. A big, it's a big deal. Know someone cares about you. The vulnerability, I think. Y- part you of might that. get done with that and go. I didn't realize how bad I just needed that. Yeah. Right. You know? Absolutely. There's a thing, real quick. You talked about um, maybe doing some different things or trying to find some motivation, or it's been a long winter, whatever. Uh, Jesse last night uh, was telling me. So our cousin Kason, uh, good good young man. It's his birthday. I think he turns ten or something like that. Uh, and today they're at they're they're swimming at a hotel. She's like, well, we should bring the kids and go swimming. Yeah. Kason's birthday. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. You know, it's that. like, oh man. Can we so not? yeah. So, but I knew she wanted to do it. You know, and she was. So I was like, are we gonna like not do it, or are you gonna surprise me at four o'clock tomorrow, which is today, and say like, are we gonna go? Then is what the plan? So this morning, I just I got to my workout. I felt good. I was in a great place. Good, good. Got out of the shower. I was in um, I was in our closet, and I laid out my trunks, some shorts, a shirt, and I was just ready to go for all of that. So I left. I gave her a kiss goodbye, kissed my kids, and I just said, "Honey, I said, can you grab my trunks and all my stuff before you go into town? Nice. So we're going swimming." Nice. And I did that, and I just I felt so much better now because of it. It's like we haven't yeah. even went. I know it's gonna be a blast. Yeah. The kids need to get out of the house. It's been spring yep. break this week, right? So yep. it's like they've been at home because it's kind of it's getting nicer out now. Oh it's yeah. Been cold yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, and it's like I'm not gonna swim with the kids and be done and be like, oh, that was terrible. It's yeah. gonna be awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's getting there and doing it and whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're a good man. You're a good man. Yeah. Um, yeah you uh, you're you're very good at reaching out, following up. I think a lot of your 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 car sales skills and um, maybe as a big culture piece of where you've learned, but yeah. you're, you're great at, uh, you're good at being a friend, I'll tell you that. Cool. Um, I'm not the greatest of friend, I'll be the first to admit. I, I just have troubles of thinking about reaching out, and it's just, you know, like we were asking the checklist. When, yep. when you go into the car dealership, how does Nick, you know, portray yep. uh, 10 pennies in my pocket? That gives me a countdown of, I need to still do this, yeah. I haven't done a good job. So yep. um, you probably engraved most of that in your brain now. Of, yeah, of a, how you do it. This yeah. is how you live your life. It's a it's habit. Like mechanical almost. Or yeah, something, right? so yeah. I think that's that's really good. Um, what You know, you talked a little bit about books of, that you read, and, and some of the listeners maybe maybe want to see yeah. what Nick's about. And what what's the best book that you would recommend? Yeah, so there's there's probably two that I would recommend. Um, one of them I read in book club with Greg in our, in our club, and that was a Seven Habits, Seven Habits, excuse me, of highly... Successful people, highly effective, effective people. people. Excuse yeah. me, yes, yeah, not successful, great effective. Um, and it, the the best chapter in there is seek first to understand and then be understood. And it was like it, it sounds crazy, but you think about that for a second. It's a big book. I mean, it's a big thick book, but there's a lot of really good chapters. And essentially, I think it's like seven chapters to man or to, to line up with the seven habits. But seek first to understand and then be understood. And what I get the most out of that is is sometimes we might say something like. Why would this person do that? Like, what's the deal? Like, what, what are they thinking? Yeah. I can't believe this. They know right from wrong. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's at home. Maybe it's whoever. But the seek first to understand just says, ask a few questions first. You'd be like, hey, Mark, I noticed that you did whatever. Yeah. Can you, like, tell me about that a little bit? Well, the thing is, is, like, the way I back my pickup up to the trailer, I can only see part of the rear view camera on it, which is why I ended up maybe someone backed a, a hitch into the bumper or something, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Gotcha. Okay. So you know that we got to do X, Y, and Z the right way. Um, I know that that was probably just a mistake. It's no big deal. But let's make sure that before we try to do any of this stuff in the future, that we maybe look around at some of this stuff first. Gotcha. Weird, weird example. Seek first to understand and then be understood. Yeah, Kids. Like uh, maybe 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 a kid throws his food off the table, dumps right. a, dumps a car, uh, thing of milk on the 
like, what, what are you thinking, pal? Like, why, why was that? Why did you do that? Try yeah. to lisp a little bit. Dad, I told you I didn't want it. And to be honest, the, it, the milk doesn't taste good. Yeah. It tastes really bad. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's sour or something, right? It's like, okay, okay, yeah. I get it. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a reason for everything. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that. Um, and and uh, that's, a, that's a good book. That's a good point. Yeah. It um, got me to just kind of go like this, Mark. Like, something happens and just go... Okay, now let's react. Yeah. You know, think yeah. about it for a second and then react. Right. If you go, then all of a sudden you're, you're a spaz, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't. used to be Taz the spaz, but I'm trying Super to reactive. Yeah. Yep. I, I believe that there's something true with that, like think and then react. Yeah. You don't just react because sometimes you don't know all the pieces to the puzzle. Exactly. Sour milk, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, a lot of that, even in the construction biz, don't be super reactive. That's bulls. Um, so, all right. Uh, so, the, well, the signature. Twin Thieves, too. Twin Thieves, you like that one? The book Twin Thieves, I gave yeah. you a copy of that one. I, uh, I, I enjoyed reading that. It just gives you a scenario for everything yes. and how to, uh, you know, the, the little devil sitting on your shoulders. It's a big, big deal. Um, big culture book. Yeah. It's oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, Twin Thieves is a very good culture book. Yeah. yeah that is a good point. And, um, you know, it's a... It's all psychological a little bit, yeah. but um, it runs you through how just to do every yeah. situation. It's a, it's a smaller book, too. It is. You know, yep. which is, which is nice. I don't believe it's available on Audible, um, but no. it's a smaller book, and I was able yeah. to get through it pretty quick, so I want to read it again. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got me excited about it. But. Yeah, because you can just read parts of it. You don't yeah. need, you know, it's just all these scenarios and how to deal with situations, yep. and, and I, that is a very good book. Um, all right, dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> Nick kind of brought this up, so I, I like the question, and, and we were looking for a signature question, so um, be transparent about that. If you were an animal, what animal would you be then, Nexter? So there's, there, i got to thank Morgan for this. I work with Morgan every day, and she always <laughs> talks about this question. So, And it's like, it's like animal, but it can kind of be anything, right? Yeah. So I, I told Mark a little bit ago, I want to be like a walleye. Yeah, he was dying to answer this. Yeah, yeah. so like a big walleye fish to say, well, why would you want to be a walleye? And I think about, you know, North Dakota fishermen. I guess some in Minnesota, too. Yeah. But you're in Devil's Lake. You pull out a monster walleye. It's the summer. The sun's coming down. It's feeling good. Yeah. And are people mad when they hold up this walleye and feel good about it? Or are they genuinely, like, pretty stoked? Like, look at this thing. It's like, I want to be something people are really proud of. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at on that deal. So whether it's a walleye, I told Jen earlier, maybe a lion. People go all the way to Africa to see a lion, you know. Yeah, right. It's like, I just want to create a positive impact on people. I want to be someone that people look forward to being around. And they talk about when everybody's around your deathbed at the end, what are the little angels saying to you that you didn't do? It's like, I want them to say, hey, Nick made a positive impact on my life. Absolutely. Well, and now, now, I mean, since you're going to be a walleye, we can mount you and put you in yeah. right elves or on our wall. Yeah, I can be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> you can be on that yeah. I know why he wants to be a walleye. Yeah. I haven't even thought about what animal I'd be. I, I can't even... I don't even recollect uh, what animal I yeah. should be. Am be I? Kidders. You'd I'm be a kid. Yeah, no, I'm not a cat guy, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just too soft and cuddly. And, and my wife knows that I'm not emotional. I'm not a, um, I'm just not a cat guy either. But um, you know, if I were to be an animal, I'm just trying to think about this now. Um, what animal would I be? You know, it, it, tiger seems vicious to me. Um, I don't know if I'd want to be a tiger, but yep, maybe a like, aggressive. Yeah. Um, um, I like to be. I like to be everywhere all the time. Uh, that's why I try to it's be like a golden retriever. Dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love them. I'd like yeah. to be. Yeah, some kind of special breed of a dog. I there think. You, go. you know. Yeah, not a pit bull. Could show off a little bit on TV yeah. and then like still be like stay in shape. Yeah. And like yeah, like a boxer. Feel good every day. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be like dog. like the cat that just sits on the couch and 
wants to pet it all the time. I don't know. Garfield. I, I, yeah. You don't want to be yeah. Garfield. No, 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 no. Yeah. So like a special breed of a dog, which I'm going to have to figure out what kind of breed that is. There you go. Um, but I appreciate it, man. Yeah. I love you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks Thank for you. having me. I appreciate this is it awesome. All.